what is going on? Welcome to the show. It is Thursday, 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 and I am at the Charlotte Auto Show or Car Show if you prefer. I'm not trying to limit you on your vocabulary choices. Uh, You can come on down and see me. And some of the cars, yes, you can see all of the cars. I'm Look, full disclosure, I'm not even a car guy, but this is awesome. Like, I love looking at all of these. All of the cars, I may, I have not told Christy, but I, I may buy her a car here today. No, I'm kidding. I would not do that. My dad did that to my mom. I think her dad did that to her mom. We will not do that to each other. <laughs> so... Uh, but you should come down and check out these cars. You can get test drives down here. Uh, in a little while, actually, we're going to talk to Randy Wheelis from Duke Energy about the electric avenue and uh, uh, about the, the rise. He told me how many electric vehicles there are in North Carolina. Have you? Do you have any idea? John Moore. I, I, I have no idea, Pete. Do you want to take a guess? Uh, 30,000. See, if you had said no, oh. then we just would have stopped this whole conversation. Yeah. But you being a professional... You offered a guess. And that was accidental. I didn't even realize. You so. were accidentally, like, almost correct. I was enabling you. 30,000. Is yeah, that right? Roughly. And ah, so the question okay. now is, think what, what's the big question for the electric vehicles, though? Do you have where, an electric vehicle? Where to recharge them? Bingo. So yeah. how do you see? Look at Man. He doesn't even know these answers. The Vulcan mind meld. Completely there. unprepared <laughs> for any type of quizzing, yet he has passed both of these. So that's it. I hear an alarm going off. Is that us? That's not us. We're good. It's a, Oh, it's probably a car alarm. Yeah. yeah, now that I think about it, it's probably a car alarm. I mean, not us being at the car show. Um, speaking of quizzes, I do have some questions. Just in case people come by, I can throw out a couple of trivia questions to them and see how you do. And you can play, dare I say it, not pride and profit, but I don't have any moist towelettes Ugh. to hand out. I do have... I do have a prize, a couple of them. It's not anything. You don't even have to declare this on your IRS form. Is this Pete Callender trivia? Is that what this is? It's not Pete Callender trivia. All right. No. It's, well, I don't want to say because I don't want to give people the chance to go, you know, become ringers. They're going to go and they're going to look it up and then they're going to show up here and they're going to be like, oh, I know all the answers because they have all of the answers on their smartphone. So you can also try to stump me with a car question. Wow. Which should not be difficult. (laughs) So uh, if you can find us, we're right by the Kias and the snack tables, which I'm not sure what happened. I, I came in. I took a picture of the coffee stand that they had set up, I thought, as a solid to the radio folks here, us. They had the coffee station like 20 feet away. And I took a picture, and I was going to send out a tweet like, they're awesome. They put the coffee station right near us. They so speak our language and all this. I think the problem was the mimosa table was also right there at that location. So Why is that a problem? I, I'm not sure. I'm just saying it could be possibly, potentially. So there if was a mimosa table there right as well? Right there with the coffee. And then the co- So yeah. the, there was no mimosas when I went there. Yeah, they had already removed it by, by the time you got here. So wait a so, minute. Hang on a second. Coakley gets John mimosas? <laughs> Coakley got a mimosa table and a coffee station. I show up, and they've literally taken all of them away. It, it's gone. I think they were consolidating over in the other part of the building. Well, that's where we're going. For the Ramona. FNZ people, you know, the WFNZ people. They, I mean, yeah. I try not yeah. to. Yeah. No, I do know. They're, they're very nice guys yes. over there. They're like 
20 feet away from me, so I have to speak well of them. No, they're very nice people. I'm just kidding. I like them. Uh, Nick and Stan are over there. They're do- they do like a four-hour show. They look down their noses at me with a three-hour show. You know that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I, I, feel like I, I feel like I do way more like content, but also more important things. Like I will argue over who's better or worse, but this, like, our arguments matter. It's not about sports people. Ah, uh, yeah. You know? Yes, it's political. Right. And it's you get a- drunk callers sometimes, I noticed. Was that you? No, no, no. Okay. It wasn't me, but I did notice that. I heard All right, that I was just day, checking. So. I mean, I feel like yeah. I should check. Yeah. So not you. No, no. But no. I thought I handled it well. I oh, actually, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, we just used it to test out the uh, the delay dump functions and such. And worked so it perfectly. worked out very well. Yeah. So, oh, also, Subaru loves pets. Did you know that? Look, as one who lived in Asheville for eight years, it's where... I think that's a car alarm. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as one who lived in Asheville for eight years, I can tell you Subaru and dogs, I think they sell, it's like a pair. I think Subarus come with a dog. I think that's the deal. And uh, I mean, that's the best I can tell because like everywhere I ever went, there were Subarus and then there were people with the Subaru and a dog. And so uh, I assume that's the case. So uh, Subaru actually does love pets. They will be uh, at their display. You can go and adopt puppies and dogs from local shelters. You can do that. Hey, Sandra, how are you? Um, and uh, you can go on down to the Subaru kiosk to do that. Uh, there are, uh, did I mention? Oh, yeah. There's a Maser- there are Maseratis here. I noticed. I think, was it 185, as Joe Walsh uh, uh, outlined in his documentary? I'm Maserati. 185, yeah, that's it. Uh, Porsche, I took a couple pictures of those. Bentleys and Ferraris and Jags and Acuras, Aston Martins and Land Rovers and Fords and Chevys, the EVs. All family fun environment. We've also got the Wienermobile is here. Mecklenburg County Sheriff's Office is here with a whole bunch of their vehicles. They got some yellow one. Do you remember the yellow squad cars? You're old enough. You're yeah. from these oh, parts. Yeah. The yellow it's cruisers. <laughs> Not to it be confused like, with taxis. Right. It looks like a taxi. I wonder how many people were like flagging down sheriff's deputies while drunk. Right. All right. Uh, stick around. Randy Wheel is going to join us from Duke Energy in a moment. Who's going to drive you home dangerous. That's right. Yeah. You Ryan, get that guy. Yeah. Ryan, producer Ryan has, I said yesterday, oh. he has limited uh, creative outlets. I'm tearing up. On my show. Yeah. And so the bump tunes that he chooses, it's going to be a lot of vehicular bump tunes today, I suspect. <laughs> yeah. All righty. Uh, Joining me now is Randy Wheelis. He is with uh, Duke Energy's spokes guru, I think. is right. That's the, no, spokesman, spokesperson, communications guru. Hey, you, anything, I'll come. (laughs) He's putting on Electric Avenue. No, he is, uh, yeah, he's down there manning the booth. Well, actually, who's manning the booth right now? Do you have somebody back there? We've got some some quality people down there right there working hard. Okay, good. We've got an EV garage. It's good. Yeah, the Duke Energy EV garage, EV meeting, electric vehicle. Uh, So, all right, obvious question is uh, why is Duke Energy doing an electric vehicle garage? Do you guys sell cars or something? No, but but in the future when you have these electric vehicles around here are great, and you're going to have to charge charge them up so you're going to be using electricity at home or electricity at 
South Park Mall or on the highway. So, you know, in a way, electricity is going to be the fuel that drives your car in the future. So do you find that people, if they're coming here and they're looking for an EV or they're curious about an electric vehicle, that they will ask you a lot of questions about how do they keep their car essentially fueled? Right. I think a lot of times people are wondering about what kind of charging options do they have at home. I mean, you can charge an EV just right out of the, the outlet, out of, you know, outside. You can do it. That's a slow way. But How long say, would that take, roughly? Do you have uh, any you idea? Know, it's more of an overnight thing. You know, it's oh. more if you got home at 8 and you got up the next day at 6 or something. You know, it would charge it that way. It's kind of slow. And you know, then they have like a level 2 where you can, you can put a charging station at your house, and there's plenty of people who will do that. And, and hopefully in the future, Duke will be able to help you do that yourself. I mean, as far as uh, uh, maybe uh, compensating you for some of the expenses to upgrade your electrical system. So, so you think it may be like the meter box with a with a port right there. You just like pull your car right up to the meter box and well, plug right no, in. Something like that. You have to some se- separate infrastructure there, but <laughs> it, it can help. And you may need to do some electrical upgrading. And uh, you know we have something pending right now before the commission to help people do that because you know let's face it we'll make our money back on that because you're going to be charging at a vehicle for a number of years and there'll be increased electric sales for us have you considered solar panels on the vehicles making the vehicle out of solar panels <laughs> you know then this, you drive around and it charges I just tra- all, Look, all I, char- these are just ideas you don't have to shoot them down immediately <laughs> just maybe take them back to duke maybe work them out see, uh, what, see what your we're, people we're come working up with. well right now we're, we've got solar panels on the gr- on on the ground and on the rooftops so uh you know cars may be the next thing but you know uh it, it could happen i mean north carolina's third in the nation for solar power so you know we we've got a jump start on everybody else i will point out slightly problem with the idea the 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 fact that they look kind of reflective might pose a danger on the road might uh, yeah if everybody's driving around basically with mirrors (laughs) as paint that might be a problem that could that could be a problem there but you know uh, but you know technology's made such advances the last 10 years who knows what the next 10 years that's true so all right so you can charge your car at your house you could do it overnight if you plug it into a wall it's going to take a long time but maybe you can upgrade to what you called what a level two level two charging and i'm I'm guessing you've got this stuff down there i have not gotten down to electric avenue well we have uh kind of simulations of what it looks mm-hmm. like and what the charge you know, uh, infrastructure looks like and how easy it is. It always looked a little complicated to me, but really it's just you know, plugging in something, plug in your car, and go. And also down there, there's a number of electric vehicles, some all electric, some hybrid, where you know, gas and electric, and you plug in. And they look sweet. People ought to come down and check them out because they have some nice-looking cars down That's there. That's one of the things I've... St- now that the it's gotten cooler, where I don't have to have the, you know, windows in my car rolled up with the ac on i could have the windows down but i start I, i've noticed now i'm sitting at a stoplight and then the light turns green and i hear all these car engines start up and mm-hmm. i can those are the hybrids that are all around me apparently because people aren't turning their cars off if they're just straight up like mine is just gas powered so that's obviously the cars that have shut down i guess and then are starting all back up when the light turns green right there are a lot more all electrics out there than used to be i mean it used to be you'd see a stray tesla somewhere but now it's, it's very common and tesla is probably the largest ev maker in the market right now but i think if you came down here you will see that you know you got ford and chevy and kia and volkswagen mm-hmm. and you know everyone else has got a plug-in electric vehicle coming and they all look pretty good yeah oh no they're they're 
very stylish um, and I've seen some that are there was one I, I want to say it was Tesla but I don't remember what it was I saw it on uh, Twitter the other day but it looks like a throwback to like a early 80s kind of sedan it's completely high tech on the inside but it's a throwback so yeah. it looks like an old school sedan uh, and you because you can get real creative then if you're um, if everything is tech inside, you can get real creative with the designs. Right, yeah. I've seen some trucks that are kind of going that retro route as well. So, well, another thing we're doing down at Duke Energy is obviously we've got to study for our grid impact of all these cars plugging in in the future. And it's a little bit, you know, right now we're doing some studying about how people charge, when do they charge, and how much impact will it make. And, you know, trying to project what kind of growth are we looking at in the future for our grid and what kind of investment do we need to make now so that we're ready when EVs are 30% of the market or 50% of the market. So why does that matter what times people are charging? Is that because it'll overload the grid? Well, I don't, you know, we plan for it not to overload, right. but yeah, I mean, if everyone's charging at five o'clock on a sunny afternoon in August, that's one thing, but you know, you if you could have uh, rates that maybe incentivize people to charge at night, let's say past midnight or something where electric consumption is low, that would that would help out a lot too. But we gotta we gotta figure that out. I mean that's, that's one of our studies. And another thing we're doing is is uh, right now we have plans for 300 charging stations in North Carolina, public charging stations to go out in North Carolina. And we'd like to do more because, you know, if you buy an electric vehicle, that's great. You got charging at home, but you're thinking, hey, I may be out on the town. I may be 50 miles away. Is there a public charging available? And can I get to it? So that that's seems to me like the biggest obstacle. Uh, actually. Do you want to stick around for another? Can sure, you, let's go. You got people back there. You told me you I had got, the got best good people. People. I'm, I'm, I'm very comfortable. People. Top, back there. top notch people. Top notch. Okay, so Randy Wheelis, spokesman from Duke Energy, is going to stick around. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, the charging stations, the number of electric vehicles. We'll see if John Moore was correct on his guess. And uh, also, uh, while I got you here, completely coincidental, I pulled some uh, information from some stories about smaller nuclear power plants. That is intriguing to me, so I figured I ought to ask Randy. Up next on News Talk 1110-993-WBT. And uh, who do we got? Mark Garrison back in the news center? Yep. Yay, Mark. What's going You really are the whitest white guy dancer. Uh, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. John Moore. I saw that video a lot years ago. <laughs> Although I heard heard somebody reference your dancing. I guess it was on the morning show the other day where you were jamming it. Oh yeah. Not. I mean, with the the white man's overbite, overbite. thing. Overbite. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Glamour. I was feeling it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have seen it. <laughs> I'll send you a video. I, I, I just got a taste of it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Randy Wheelis is the spokesman for Duke Energy. He is here with the Duke Energy EV Garage at the Charlotte Auto Show at the Convention Center. It is running through the weekend. Uh, today, it's open now through 9 p.m. Uh, Saturday, it's going to be open 10 a.m. to 9 p.m., and then Sunday, 10 to 6. Uh, so it, it's really cool. You can come and check out all the latest tech, all the latest makes and models and such. Uh, so, Randy, you've been here. You got here early to set up the electric avenue with right. Duke Energy. And so you've had a chance to kind of walk the grounds here as well. Do you have your eye on any of these? 
do I, that I need to alert security to. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, that car alarm that went off the other day, that was me that was trying you. to take one. Uh, actually, I have a soft spot for any Ford Mustang that I see. Uh-huh. Uh, but there are some EV, there's an EV down there, a Polestar. That's a kind of a new model, and it's very sweet looking. All electric. They have all electric and then a hybrid electric. Uh, I'll take either one of them. Uh, You're not picky on that. I'm not picky. Just I, yeah, I'll take whichever someone, whichever is available. I'll take the other one. So we were talking before the break about the uh, the impact of charging. As more and more vehicles uh, get on the road that are electric, you're going to have uh, more demand that you're going to have to meet. And anybody who's been around these parts knows about uh, the peak demand. And uh, in the summertime, when it gets really, really, really hot for multiple days in a row, uh, that puts more of a strain on the system than obviously not having really hot days and everybody running air conditioning. And so now you're going to be plugging cars in. So how do you how do you plan for that? And where where do we stand now with the number of electric vehicles, and where do you guys see that going? So right now there are close to about 30,000 EVs in North Carolina. And if you follow the governor's uh, goal for EVs, I think there should be... I don't follow the governor's eight. goals. For, <laughs> well, I'm was, just going to be honest. I don't follow the governor's he's, goals. He's <laughs> saying 80,000 by 2025, I believe. So 80,000 right, 80, 80, EVs. EVs by 2025. So you're right. So there's going to be... So that's doubling, more than doubling what we got right now. And so when you look at our grid, there's really three things we're doing with our grid. We're trying to invest a lot of money in our grid because when we got... We got to worry about increased storms, hurricanes that, that have hit the state. So yeah. we got to harden the grid, as they say, harden the grid. There's also cybersecurity that you know is just becoming more and more of an issue, especially as a utility. We need to really concern about that. And then the growth of electric vehicles, and you know the increased demand that they will have on the system. So uh, I think when you talk about a utility, what's happening now? 20 years ago, it was like, what new power plant are we building? Now it's more like, what's the investment in our grid to make sure that we are hardened for the storms and cyber safe and then these electric vehicles that are coming along so there's a lot going on so how do how do you add capacity well a couple things one i mean so you know as i said duke energy uh, north carolina is like the third solar state in the nation so that that's growing that continue to grow uh but really nuclear power when you look at north carolina and south carolina and what duke energy does half of the power we generate in North Carolina is nuclear and our plans are to run the nuclear plants we have like McGuire Nuclear Station up North Charlotte here for another 30 years because they're running great no need to retire them anytime early and then what 30 years what well hopefully 30 years we'll have some <laughs> new uh, better nuclear reactors which which uh, I think you were reading an article yes, I was. the other day we were talking about this actually it just coincidentally this so and I told Randy this off the air which is I'll pull stories over the course of days or weeks and just kind of stick them aside into a you know a, a stack and I'll start seeing trends and these two stories kind of pop to me because they came fairly close together which was one out of London which is that Britain is backing a 546 million dollar Rolls-Royce funding round to develop the country's first small modular nuclear reactor then I saw this story at CNBC a company called TerraPower which is a startup co-founded by Bill Gates 
aiming to revolutionize designs for nuclear reactors. They have just chosen a, uh, a city in Wyoming. You want to take a stab at how to pronounce that one? Kemmerer? Wyoming somewhere. <laughs> somewhere in Wyoming. This is their preferred location for the first demonstration reactor. Um, and they say it is it aims to build the plant in the frontier era coal town by the year 2028. This is obviously something that is happening, right? Like this is now beyond pipe dreams and blue sky. Like this, people are now putting serious money into small nuclear reactors. Yeah, so or advanced nuclear reactors, okay. so we call. It. But yeah, the Wyoming project. We are actually in an advising role here, so we've had you know decades of operating experience and licensing experience. And you're right, Terra Power. You've got you know, backed by Bill Gates. I think Warren Buffett's involved. So this is this is real stuff because you're right. Uh, you know, there's got to be something in the future, some sort of technology breakthrough. And these advanced nuclear reactors may be the one because if you care about, you know, there's some people who care about climate change and lowering carbon emissions. And nuclear has no carbon emissions, never has. And so, and if you retired one today, you'd have to build maybe some fossil fuel to replace it. And people don't like that. So if we can run our existing nuclear plants long enough and then maybe these uh, advanced nuclear reactors in the future have some promise uh, we feel good about it we're we're involved and there's some good people involved in Terra power and we'll see what happens there so uh, for reference according to the CNBC article one gigawatt uh, which was enough to power a DeLorean, I believe, in one of the movies I saw years <laughs> <Exactly>. ago. <laughs> one gigawatt or a thousand megawatts of energy will power a mid-sized city, and a small town can operate on about one megawatt, according to a rule of thumb. Microsoft co-founder Gates provided in his recent book. So this is what he's looking for: is like if you build one of these plants, you'll be able to essentially generate. A base load of 345 with the ability to go all the way to 500 megawatts. So, so two of these would would power a mid-sized city. Right. That's so, remarkable. Yeah. So you've got like what 345 to 500 megawatts. So the McGuire nuclear station is like 2200 megawatts. So these are going to be smaller, advanced nuclear reactors that uh, hopefully have you know science and and emerging technology behind it and could replace eventually the McGuire nuclear station. Yeah. Or maybe you put one where the McGuire nuclear station is now. You know, hard to say what technology does in the next 20, 30 years. You would think you could get some some efficiencies by locating something like this, these advanced reactors at current locations, I would think. I don't know, because just the transmission infrastructure exists. Right. We've done that before. We've closed a plant and built another plant right beside it. Yeah. So Because the transmission is already there. So you do gain some efficiencies there. So you can learn more about this by talking to Randy Wheelis. He's the spokesman for Duke Energy. He's down at the EV garage. He'll talk with you about EV and nuclear plants and all sorts of stuff. Just name the topic. I'm there. There you go. (laughs) Predictions for the Panthers this weekend? You know, they looked so good last they week. Did. I tell you, I hope they can keep it up. You sound like a Panther fan because he's cautiously <laughs> optimistic. I'm hedging my bets hedging a little bets. bit. Exactly. They definitely look good Sunday. I hope I hope they keep it up. <laughs> I, I know I'm confident they're going to keep it up. Uh, Boomer Von Cannon with traffic also. Boomer, what do you think? Panthers, what are they, what, what, what's your prediction? There? Oh, it's going to be, first of all, it's going to be a super day what, with Ron Rivera coming back and yeah. with Cam and all. But I'll, I'll, I'm going with the Panthers, man. Going with the Panthers. He seems way more confident than Randy. <laughs> Randy's a wheelist. Okay, I'll, I'll get on I'm the bandwagon. I'm on the bandwagon now. Panthers are going to look great. Chugging. Got my chips cashed in. Keep chugging. 
Like the dude of men together Oh, bless him like Just keep chugging on See, the problem here is that, that Ryan isn't aware that I'm a deadhead. Well, see, the problem is I'm just going to let this play. Yeah. I keep waiting for Kenny Smith to come on, because anytime Bo has Kenny Smith on, this is the Kenny Smith walk-up music right here. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I think Kenny loves the dead. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. By the way, the uh, part where they talk about set up like a bowling pin that oh, was yeah, from yeah. their bus down there in Owsley, Stanley yeah. III, a.k.a. Bear, who made all of their LSD. So it was a real event that happened. It, it was a real event. Wow. And, yeah. Also, people knock the Grateful Dead for never having a lot of number one hits, like as in zero. And the reason why, though, is because that's all based on what? Record sales. Yeah. Well, guess what? When you give your shows away for free, as the Dead did... They literally let you come and record their shows. Then they would have to beg and plead with their audience, please go buy the albums. Slight problem there is that these are deadheads, and so they don't have money. You know, like, wow, that was loud. Am I bleeding from my ears? Let me adjust that. Good Lord. Yeah, that was, that was loud. <laughs> was that? Well, it was good comedy. Good well, comedy needs a louder like snare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not as loud as the car alarm? Which one? There have been three. You're going to have to be specific. <laughs> right, so, I did mention, and this was true, I literally ran into, well, I didn't literally run into him. I was walking by, and we saw each other, and he said, Pete. And I said, hey. And so that's how we got Randy on from Duke Energy. And I literally, coincidentally, though, had pulled these two stories about the nuclear reactors. Because to me, like, this is a big deal. This is... If we're going to start building small nuclear-powered reactors, first off, I mean, it seems like we're getting to a place like Fallout 4 territory, which like I'm prepared for because I've, I've got a lot of hours logged in on the game. So if Fallout 4 happens, I mean, China's making moves and stuff. So, like, I'm prepared. Like, I know how to, like, m- like break down the weapons and build up, like, these super weapons, like, that shoot junk and stuff, make a whole bunch of different chems and the like. Anyway, I'm, I feel like I'm going to be okay for the, uh, the post-apocalypse. But before that, we're going to have, like, really cool stuff. We're going to, like, truthfully, honestly, seriously, we need a lot more energy. So how do we get that? This seems like a really good way to do it. And the fact that you got Bill Gates, who I'm not a fan of, but he tends to be a little bit on the left on a lot of this stuff. So if he's walking down the path with nuclear, I'm hoping that that brings more people into the fold because you can't have all of the development without the juice. So you got this town in Wyoming. By the way, the, uh, the town is called... Well, here, John Moore, you try to pronounce that. What, how would you pronounce? How would you pronounce that word? Kimmerer. 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 Wyoming. K e m m e r e r. Kimmerer. Kimmerer. Never heard of that. Kimmerer. Hello. Do you think they just say it like it's like a Louisville kind of a thing where they yeah. just slur it all? Churvel. Kimmer. Yeah, Churvel. It's like Kimmer. Kimmer. Hey, it's like come here. Yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. It's like good old boy for come here. Kimmer. <laughs> Wyoming. Do you know what Kamur, Wyoming, 
is actually most well known for besides people mispronouncing it? No. J.C. Penney started there. I did not know that. No, I don't think anybody would, really, wow. except for obviously the mayor of Khmer, uh, William Feck is his name. And uh, he told CNBC that it is the home of the first penny store, J.C. Penny, which uh, went bankrupt last year. So uh, Terra Power picks this town. They say it was a matter of geological and technical factors, uh, such as seismic and soil conditions, and community support. Once built, the plant's going to provide a base load of 345 to 500 megawatts. You get two of these. Th- I mean, the town is only like 2,000 people, so that's going to be more than enough for them. Um, because if you get two of these plants, then that'll power a mid-sized city, and uh, the United States uses 1,000 gigawatts that's what the u.s uses a thousand gigawatts the world needs five thousand gigawatts what if you need 1.21 gigawatts but you need lightning to hit oh yeah yeah yeah. lightning okay it's going to cost four billion dollars to build this plant half the money is going to come from terra power the other half from a u.s department of energy advanced reactor demonstration program china and russia are already building new plants with advanced tech like this um they're now starting to export this stuff to other countries that's a problem for us that's a problem also a problem i'm a little late going to news so let's do that news talk 11 10 wbtp calendar here at the auto show come on down and see us we're at the convention center all day